Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each week we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and mentors who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals and made their successes. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Hey there, everybody. It's Sue here from Inspiring Salon Professionals. And this week, we're going to have a slight change of plan. We're supposed to be having um, my guest, Sam Blake, on, but unfortunately, due to um, a couple of things that cropped up in the week for her, we've had to reschedule. So she's going to be here next week, our fingers crossed. So I thought, what can we talk about this week? And I thought what would be good is just to do a little top 10 salon checklist. Something just to give us a few things to consider as we go into the new year, but also just a few things to help keep us a little bit safer um, as we get into probably the busiest period of our year. We are about to get into the two weeks of madness that usually happens in salon. And so let's hope this little checklist gives you a few things to think about. First up on the list is sending out those client Christmas cards and emails. They are so important and the opportunity you have here to get contact with them and give them good wishes for themselves and their family as they head into Christmas and 2022 um, is to give them incentives for the new year. Make sure that anything you send out on email at this point will have something on there that will entice them to come back in in January and February and keep their client um, record going strong in your business. Sending cards is a good way to do this because it's there permanently and even as they're going through in January and clearing their cards away from um, their sideboards and their um, card holders and so on. You know, I know for me, I quite often just go back and have a little refresh of who sent what card. So it's an opportunity for them to have something tactile in their hand that, you know, if they open it and see that you've written in there, don't forget you've got X what off in, in January. It may just give them that incentive to um, and that reminder to book something with you in January and February. Emails are great because it's a good time. People are going to be having quite a bit of time off, especially this year. We've got a lot of bank holidays after Christmas um, itself. So there's going to be a lot of people that are normally working that are going to be getting extra days off. And that means that they may well be clearing their email list. And although they may be deleting that email, it may be that they just spend a quick two minutes just flicking their eye over what was on that email. So all of those opportunities are there. So make sure that you do get something into your client's hands that tells them that you're wishing them goodwill for Christmas and the new year. Second on the list is client Christmas gifts. Now, many of you will have been on this probably since the end of September, but if you haven't done it already, get something little. It doesn't have to be lots. It could just be a free nail file. You know, it could just cost you 50p, a pound, whatever. It doesn't matter, but it makes your clients feel valued and it gives you another opportunity within that gift wrapping. You could put a little voucher for the new year. And um, and don't forget when you're doing these vouchers and incentives, always try to add value 
rather than giving discounts. Add something in, combine treatments so that they get to try something new that they may then book um, separately from what they normally have with you. And this is what we were talking about on the last episode about rebooking. Just upsell all the time that you possibly can. Get them to understand that you don't just do facials or you don't just do waxing. Quite often if clients come to you and they come to you for a specific service, they're quite blinkered as they walk through the salon to anything else that you do. So you need to remind them at all times of all the different services that you do. And all of these things that are being sent out to them, whether they be emails or gifts, whatever it is, all of these messages are opportunities for you to just add in, not necessarily a hard sell, but just remind them of some of the other things that you do, you know, put a complimentary price list in with their gift, put, um, you know, a link, a QR code or whatever to um, a website page that can tell them about how amazing facials are. You know, there's so many different ways that you can interact with your clients these days. Third on the list, Christmas event nights. Now, this is probably something that you will have already done, but if you're listening to this podcast at a different point in the year, then obviously this is something where especially in non-COVID times, these are amazing opportunities for you to get together with your clients as a team of an evening, of a, um, you know, maybe on a quieter afternoon or morning that you can um, hit certain different demographics that come to your salon. But, you know, Christmas event evening is an opportunity for sales. It's an opportunity for socialising and letting your clients see you in a different light. You get maybe to see your clients in a different light. It's an opportunity for you to provide mini taster treatments so your clients can get to try things that they haven't tried before. If you've got a new product line coming in, you can do um, tasters for that as well. There's so many different things that you can do. You know, we used to have a lady, uh, one of my friends who used to sell jewellery and she used to come in and we used to we used to actually make it like the first few years I was open in my salon, we used to have like quite a big shopping night and we'd have her come in with her jewellery and bags and scarves and all that kind of stuff. She just used to pay us, um, I think she used to pay us a commission. I can't remember how it worked now, it was a very long time ago. But that always went down really, really well with the clients, a bit of mulled wine. Um, and I know in these COVID times, it's really hard to, to plan that. And especially as where we're, where we're at, at the moment, that we're all, um, you know, reconsidering where we're at. But do if you can do something like that, then um, all the better. And in future years, hopefully that's going to be something that we can embrace again in our businesses. Because I know for me, it was something I always used to look forward to doing. And I used to quite enjoy organising them. Number four, if you haven't done so already, get looking into what training you can do in the new year. January is always a great time for taking a bit of time out from the salon with your team or just on your own to get some new skill training or enhance some skills that you already have. People are always in the mind for new education at this time of the year. So have a look around at your reputable training providers and make sure that you check who they are, what they do, what they offer and what kind of certificate you're going to get because there's so many academies out there nowadays that aren't providing suitable certification for their courses um, or suitable education on the day. So just make sure that you do your due diligence and um, make sure that you get the right person to teach you and your team. But do get booking. Usually after Christmas, there's um, a lot more revenue that's come through the door through the December period. That makes it a really good time for you to 
get yourself and your team, if you have one, ready for the new year and enthusiastic and positive about what they can do, how they can do it and anything new that they can learn to take them forward into 2022. Also remember that training doesn't have to be practical skill and remember that sometimes doing some of the theory training, business management training, all of that kind of stuff is actually really, really useful. And if you're trying to grow your team and build your team to be able to give you more space so that you can be working more on the business than in the business, there's a lot of skills that come into that for your team and for yourself in how to delegate for you, but also for them and how they can step up. So understanding um, supervision skills and all that kind of stuff. There's so many different training providers out there that can help with that kind of stuff too. So just remember, it isn't all about going to enhance your practical skill look at how you can enhance um yeah business and customer service skills all that kind of stuff number five and this is really a very very important one at this time of the year how you work rest and play during this period will set you up um, for either a really bad back and a bad neck or it's gonna get you to go through the period with ease Remember that when you are working and at this time of the year, we all know we work longer hours, we work so much harder, we try and push as much in as possible into a very, very short period of time because every client wants their treatment as close to Christmas as possible. And if they've been sensible, they would have booked that back in August. But you know that you're going to have to fit those last minute clients in and so many of us can't say no. So you need to recognise your boundaries and know when to stop. Also, when you are working, make sure that you take breaks. This is imperative. And I know for years, you know, and I, I speak from experience, as do so many people that have been in the industry for a long time, that inability to say no leads you into a place of backbreaking work. And it puts you in a place where you are working sometimes 12 hours a day and literally grabbing a bite to eat somewhere in between client five and client six or you know maybe client 10 and maybe client 11 of the day and that really is not healthy and it isn't good so remember it is so important to stretch your arms your legs your back your neck in between clients just have a little routine it literally takes a minute get yourself a little routine of stretching out your hands stretching your wrists stretching out your arms and your shoulders and stretching out your back stretching your neck and just do some movements that rotate your body um, parts in a different way to how they've just been working because that continued stress on your muscles ligaments and tendons will give you neck ache and shoulder pain frozen shoulders and stuff potentially over Christmas and you really really don't want that so make sure that you take the opportunity to give yourself a really good stretch walk up and down your corridor for a couple of minutes if you get time at the moment because of covid we should be having ventilation time so you should have still within your risk assessment a little bit of time in between clients so just try and make sure that you are taking the opportunity to stretch and also to hydrate and keep up your nutrition and for somebody who is the most terrible person at this and used to always just like grab a Mars bar and a packet of crisp whenever I could um, I have to say 
there are points at Christmas we always used to try and make sure that we had proper food available and we didn't snack on complete junk. Obviously, there was the quality street flying around, but you do need to make sure that you have got something substantive to eat because those long days that we do, you really, really need to make sure that you are hydrated and fed properly and that you look after your body so you don't collapse in a heap come Christmas Eve. Number six, booking fees. Now, this is something that has been um, spoken about so many times and I have seen it across forums um, every Christmas for years and years and years. Make sure that you protect yourself. Clients will literally at the drop of a hat drop their appointment. So make sure that you do have your booking fees in place and that you are happy with your policy and that it is enforceable and that you are not shy of enforcing it. There are always, especially with newer clients that are new to your business, they don't care. They really, really don't give a damn whether or not you get to put food on your table or not this Christmas. It is not in their mindset in any way whatsoever. So always, we used to tend to have a policy for new clients and they had to pay 50% booking fee for everything that they had at Christmas. And it was very clearly put to them that if they did not show for their appointment, that that money would disappear into our funds. And um, because they would be, you know, making us lose money effectively, because especially if with a no show, you have no opportunity to replace those funds. If they give you a late cancellation, you know, really and truly, you should have the policy that states that if you are able to fill that appointment, then you don't um, need to take the booking fee. And that is something that legally is a little bit questionable. But as long as your policy is clearly written and they are signing to say that they have read that policy, then you should be covered. But do make it very, very clear across all of your platforms on your website, on your social media. So whatever platform you are on, whether that's on Facebook or on Instagram, make sure that you have posts on there somewhere that explain what you are doing. And especially on Facebook, you can have announcements in your group and on your page to make sure that people are very, very aware at this time of the year. And if you're not shy about doing Facebook Lives or Instagram Lives, then get on there and explain it. You know, video is the most powerful messaging um, platform that we have at this point in the world and society. So get on and just do a quick Facebook Live and explain what your booking fees are, how they work and what you will and will not tolerate within your business. People, as long as there is clear instruction, really don't have anywhere to go. And yes, people may get a little bit fed up if they have to pay, um, you know, £20 of a £40 treatment when they haven't shown up. But they need to understand, and especially in these times, that, you know, this is money that keeps the roof over the business's head or keeps food on your table, whichever, whatever way it works for you. But try not to make it too personal when you're putting those posts out. And although, you know, we know that it's putting food on our table, you need to think about this as professional and make sure that people are aware that it is keeping your business going and not maybe so much on, you know, that I want to buy my children toys this Christmas because, you know, we are supposed to be in business and that is not a business statement. You need to be keeping your business, your business working and your business having income that is what it's about one other thing I want to kind of touch on because we had I've had this twice um and both times in the lead up to Christmas actually one was a little was probably towards I think probably I think it was about the beginning of November something like that but the other one um definitely happened in December and these are scams 
And at the moment, because everybody is having such a hard time, there seems to be a prevalence of scams, whether that be delivery scams. There's so many different things going on um, with post office emails and things that are coming out saying that you've got deliveries and you need to pay fees. You know, just be very, very aware of that kind of thing. If you're not sure what it is, then just phone the company and ask, you know, and or email back, see what happens. If it doesn't look like it's written with good grammar and good English, the chances are it's a scam. So, you know, those are the simple things. There's some, there's text, emails, all sorts of things flying around at the moment. And nowadays the banks are quite often, um, I was watching this on a TV program the other day and they were saying that the banks quite often now, you know, it is so it's such common knowledge that these things happen, that the banks are now kind of getting out of having to pay you back the money because you should have known better. So do make sure if in doubt, do not ever, ever give your money over. Do not ever give your card details over or your bank details to anybody that you have that moment of, is this real? But the ones I wanted to talk about were the people that come into your business barefaced and then basically defraud or steal from you. And we've had, I'm just going to talk about these briefly. Um, we had a situation many, many years ago where we were expecting, it was really, really busy we were expecting a new client who'd um, booked that morning and just before their appointment time, a lady appeared at the door. Um, the receptionist I had at the time went to open it and then I saw this guy hovering behind her and I was like, I don't know, don't open the door. And before I could stop her, she opened the door um, because she thought it was this client. Anyway, it transpired that it wasn't the client we found out very shortly after, because what happened then was the lady walked in, then another guy, and then another guy, and we suddenly had three people in our salon, and it was a Friday afternoon, and I had one of my really long-term clients sitting with me. Um, my other therapist was sitting in our back room, which led through to our staff area, and this lady came over, and she kept hovering behind my client. The guy was standing at the reception desk trying to book appointments and was basically keeping my receptionist busy and then the lady said I wanted to I want to use the toilet can I use the toilet now the two guys continued to try and keep my receptionist um, very busy and occupied asking her all different things about different treatments and then this lady asked us to go to use our facilities which were just in the corridor before where our back room our back treatment room was so she walked very kindly and I was a bit like, I'm not sure about this. You know, I, just, I was getting a bad feeling about what was going on there. Just it didn't seem quite right. So before I could stop what happened next, um, my receptionist guided this lady to our facilities. And as she walked down, she walked towards um, where my therapist was providing a pedicure for a client. And she showed, she stepped into that room and she showed the lady into the toilet that was just before it. The lady went into the toilet my receptionist came back to the front of the salon um, where I was working and these two guys were still hovering around. They just, they weren't behaving normally. And, um, and literally within 15 seconds, this woman was back and she kept hovering and it was like, you know, that's very, very quick um, amount of time in the toilet. So we were becoming me and my client were becoming a little bit like hyper aware and they were then trying they tried to book this appointment they booked an appointment for as late as they possibly could on the Saturday afternoon and then we realized that the woman had a very long skirt on and she was actually she kept picking things up on my desk and I was like excuse me would you mind putting that down I'd just had um 
Helena Biggs from Scratching, we'd been doing a piece. So I had my camera out on the side. I had my iPhone on the side. Uh, it's not something I normally leave in the salon. I've never been a person to have my mobile phone around me while I'm working. But I had, yeah, probably about, I don't know, 1,500, 2,000 pounds worth of kits sitting behind me. Then realised that this woman just kept trying to get round to the back of my desk and she had this long skirt and I've then like kicked my client because I could see my client's bag under my desk and it was going under this woman's skirt. So my client then exclaimed, leave my bag alone. And um, and at this point, the guys on the ta- on the, the who were standing still at the reception desk decided they needed, it was probably best for them to all leave. So they all started going, okay, well, we'll just see you tomorrow, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I think you'd best leave now. And I don't know that you need the appointment. Um, anyway, it was it was very, very surreal. And, um, and they left. And it then transpired that what had actually happened when the lady went to the toilet, because my, th- my receptionist had stood in the way of the door, the woman hadn't realised there was actually two people in that back room. And as my receptionist walked back to reception... The woman had literally walked into the toilet, flushed the toilet, walked back out and went to go into our back room through to our staff area. And obviously then as she's walked in, she's realised there was two people in the room. So my therapist very rightly was like, excuse me, can I help you? What, you know, basically what are you doing? And, um, and she's oh, sorry, sorry, and left and walked back the other way. We found we didn't find this out until afterwards, and when we realised what was going on, and the fact that they were trying, obviously, to um, get to our handbags and so on, we phoned the police, and it turned out that they were a group of Roma scamsters that were working very prominently in our area. And I found out later um, that day, and over the next couple of days, that another two or three salons that I knew, and they'd actually let these people in and left them unattended. I mean, I'm I'm so relieved that my salon was set up the way it was that made it quite difficult for them to steal anything from us and we did we you know we managed to not have a problem at all and we didn't lose anything but it was only because of of how of what actually transpired that day and I was a little bit a bit touchy with what they were doing it just didn't feel right so just be aware when someone comes in if there's a group of people they come in and two of them try to keep you talking and the other ones wandering around Generally, they aren't there for good reasons. Following this, we had locks put on our staff area that were then kept locked at all times because it it was our kitchen. So it was it was a little inconvenient because our kitchen and staff area, you know, we needed access to it at all points during the day. But we had um, digital locks put on the door so that we could make sure that all of our stuff was secure. And our clients, and especially for quite a long time after that, our clients, we made sure that their bags were in a position that they weren't. Um, vulnerable really to anybody that was walking into the salon and we made a very big point of not leaving phones behind desks and so on so just be aware because you know these kinds of things are happening and do happen and people will try to give you scams in salon also making sure that you don't keep unnecessary cash in your till in today's world cash is not that dominant as it was a few years ago but I mean I know at different points you know sometimes on a busy Saturday we'd end up with hundreds of pounds in the till so just make sure that you decant your till regularly if you have cash going into it make sure that you have somewhere safe to put it and um, preferably having a safe in a locked environment is the best place to keep it and just decant it two or three times a day so that if you you are in a position where someone tries to to steal from you that you they only get a small amount 
because you don't want to lose all of your Christmas takings. The other one I was going to talk about is we also had um, a young girl who'd actually been a client of ours for a while and had been having slimming treatments with us that were quite an expensive treatment and she'd usually paid cash and on this one occasion she phoned you know we'd we'd known her for quite a long time you know so you'd built up you know the no trust like thing we um thought she was a really lovely girl but it turned out she'd had a bit of an argument with her boyfriend they split up she had his card number and um and she'd phoned and asked over the phone her boyfriend was treating her could she pay over the phone so she gave us all his card details we had no reason to um, think anything wrong of it you know it's a, quite a usual thing to happen so she came in she had the treatment no problem two months later we find out at Christmas that um, she's actually defrauded us and the, the the boyfriend has found out what she's done and he's made a, a claim under the bank fraud systems um, and the money got taken back and so we phoned the police and, you know, explained what had happened and that we'd been subject effectively to a card fraud. And what did we need to do about it? Because obviously this girl needed to pay for her treatment. So under civil justice scheme, she was made to come and pay us. And she decided to do that on the last day before Christmas. And yeah, she was a very strange girl, but she came in and made an absolute scene and threw the money down on the side. And it was, you know, just a, like, really? So of course, then everyone's like, what's all that about? It was it was a very, very odd thing. But just be aware, you know, Christmas is a time for people to try and make money from you for no good reason and usually with very very bad reason so do just be aware card fraud is massive nowadays um, and following that we made sure in future that we documented and asked for the details of every single card purchase and if it wasn't their card um, we wouldn't take the payment because it's just not worth it sometimes you know that if they want to buy something with somebody else's card ask the person whose card it is to phone and make the payment although sometimes that's very difficult because if especially if they're a new client you don't know who they are but do be aware that card fraud is out there there's a lot of it going on and people will try to take um, advantage of you whilst you are so busy at Christmas number eight and how can we have a Christmas list of 2021 that doesn't reflect something about COVID I don't want to go on about this loads because we all have our risk assessments in place but we are about to face a new variance consequences um, that at the time of recording we're not sure exactly what they are there's a lot of speculation there's a lot of scientific conversation going on but then there's also a lot of speculation so just remember check your risk assessments make sure that you are bolstered in your risk assessments make sure that you are maintaining proper ventilation in your salon and that doesn't mean that you have to have the front door open all the time you know you do not have to freeze but you do need to regularly and you know and there's probably arguments over what regularly actually means and what it entails but make sure that you ventilate regularly and that does mean that you just need to blow through the property so open the front door open the back door just for like 10 minutes Every, every hour or two, make sure that you are ex having an air exchange. That is what ventilation is about with this in mind. So make sure 
that, you know, if you can and you've got vents on your windows, have the vents open on the windows so that you've got a little bit of permanent airflow. If you have um, mechanical things that can do that, you know, like um, you can actually get proper air exchange systems, which is what I had in the salon that can come from companies like Ravair. There's lots of other places out there, I'm sure, that sell them, but mine came from Ravair. Little shout out for Ray there. But there are systems that can help to um, promote airflow and you need to make sure you're doing that make sure you know maybe start thinking again about your distancing and maybe just if you have the opportunity to space out your clients make sure that you've considered your mask wearing which I'm sure you have and do make sure that you are encouraging hand washing whenever you can if you are practicing within any salon environment you should have hand washing facilities and I would strongly recommend that you make sure your clients what I used to do in my salon was as every client came through the door the first thing they were asked to do was to go to our sink in our nail area which for us was fortunate it was all within the same sort of like front area of the salon they were all asked to go straight to the sink and wash their hands and if they um, were perhaps having something that didn't require us touching their hands, then they might on occasion be offered sanitizer. But th- that is an absolute minimum requirement. And wherever possible, hand washing should be your go to. So just make sure ventilate, hand washing, the mask wearing is important and make sure that you know just maybe start thinking about having meter plus you know this is all risk assessment stuff that we need to be doing in our businesses and we need to start considering how we operate make sure that you are not the cause of a super spread event because we all know where that goes because if you are then that means your business is going to be closed down with the self-isolation rules that are in place at the moment so just make sure you are doing everything you can to remain as safe as possible for you your team and your clients and your business and that's where I'm going to stop the COVID talk because I'm not a health and safety expert um, unlike my friend Sam who should hopefully be with us next week but we just need to make sure bolster your risk assessments make sure you're doing the right thing is all you can do number nine um, and I won't harp on about this too long because the whole of last week's episode was all about this but do make sure you rebook those clients you have got a two-week window where you are going to see potentially hundreds of clients go through your business if you are a large salon and if you're a small salon you're probably still going to see over 100 clients in the next couple of weeks so you know that opportunity to rebook talk about what you've got coming in 2022 make sure that there's incentives in place added value um opportunities for them so that if you have doing facials they can get a free eye mask if they're having their hand services they can have a free upgrade to paraffin wax spa manicure or something along those lines if they're having their eyebrows done do a free tint whatever it may be add something to it do not take away rebook rebook and retain those clients because that's the most important thing finally try and enjoy it it is backbreaking for all of us as therapists technicians and stylists you know we are working our socks off for this next couple of weeks we don't get a lot of time down so just try to make sure you enjoy it love spending that time with your clients because they're going to be in probably the best mood of the year there are going to be worries this year with everybody with covid and what's going to happen 
talk about the good things, talk about what we know is happening. And remember, take a little break out yourself if you can and get yourself your nails done, get your hair done, have a massage, do something nice for you if you can in this build-up because it will just give you a little bit of a lift um, and there's nothing worse than us getting, as professionals, getting to Christmas Day and our nails still need doing or our hair still needs doing. So do try and get make sure that you get that opportunity to give yourself a little treat too. We tended um, over the Christmas period um, between Christmas and New Year, I'd only over open for a day just to give people spray tans and any um, pre-New Year's Eve treatments. So we were always pretty much closed bar that one day. But this year there's an opportunity, you know, Christmas Day falls on a Saturday, Boxing Day falls on a Sunday, which means that there's two bank holidays immediately after and um, also a bank holiday after the New Year as well. So this year's Christmas period should be a relatively good one if you want to take some downtime and if you want to enjoy some time off with your family and after the couple of years that we've had it may not be a bad idea I'm sure all of you have your schedules in place already but if you get an opportunity if you've got gappy clients between Christmas and New Year try and schedule them in so they're all on one day so that you get some more time out with your family it is so so important And I cannot stress enough, you know, since I've sold my business and have changed my lifestyle slightly, the difference in my mental health has been so improved. You know, just having a little bit of downtime just gives your brain the opportunity just to download everything that's happened and stop having upload, upload, upload all the time. Just try and take some time out, country walks with the kids um, or with the dog or whatever, you know, just walking along the beach. Just go and do something different, you know, go to your, like, there's light shows everywhere nowadays and I know I'm going to be booking to go to mine, um, you know, so you can go out and walk through the local forest or whatever where they have all of those beautiful light displays and something like that you know is such a magical thing to do and I'm going to go and book that when I've got finished recording my podcast today because I know I really really want to do that and I wanted to do it last year and I missed it so I'm going to try and get that booked for this year and I really really hope that everybody has an amazing two weeks build up to Christmas it's an amazing time of the year and just go and enjoy it And I hope that you win loads of new clients. I hope you manage to convert them. And most of all, I hope that you manage to rebook them and retain them into 2022. Everybody needs a little bit of good stuff. And Christmas gives us the opportunity to provide that for our clients, but also to provide it for ourselves and our teams. So if you are going to be going out for salon parties and stuff, make sure you follow the guidance, make sure you keep safe and enjoy the Christmas period as much as you possibly can. And I will speak to you next week. See you later. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with other industry professionals you think may enjoy the show too. For links and further information, you'll find those in the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. You can also hear more from me and join the Inspiring Salon Professionals community on the Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.